Welcome to the Birth Nurses Podcast. I'm Shana Brickner from Preparented, and I'm joined by my co-host Liz Baker-Wade from Birth and Beyond in Santa Monica, and we are the Birth Nurses. In this podcast, we're going to talk about birth, babies, breastfeeding, nursing practice, and more from our perspective as nurses in the hospital world. From two women who have been on both sides of the birthing bed, we've got some things to talk about that will enhance your understanding of birth. Whether you're a newly pregnant, first-time parent, or expecting your second baby and you want a better experience this time around, this podcast is for you. Join me and my co-host and special guests as we discuss birth from the womb to the room. We're back. I know it's been a really long time, and we are so happy to be starting our podcast again. Hi, Shana. Hey, everybody. This is so exciting. I'm very, very, very excited. And I want to say something to Shana Brickner, who is now <laughs> R-N-B-S-N-I-B-C-L-C. Woo! Thank you. Shana, first, quickly, can you tell everybody? What does that mean to be an IBCLC? Because yeah. we know so that's... I am an international board certified lactation consultant now. So I took my pause for my a pause. exam. <laughs> I was supposed to take it back in April, and then it was postponed for right. you know why. Okay. And then I took it again in or I took it for the first time in September. I am and so the results just came out. Yesterday, I'm so excited. So. Shana can see me on our Zoom cre- screens, you know, <laughs> jumping up and down. So exciting! You can find Shana on birthandbeyond.net for breastfeeding classes, and Shana's own Instagram and website, mm-hmm. Preparented. And I'm so proud of you. I'm privileged <laughs> and excited to have another brilliant labor and delivery nurse slash IBCLC to refer my clients to. Really excited. Aww. Okay. So, Shana, we have things to talk about today. Yes, we do. We do. We're, <laughs> we're going to still continue on with our COVID coverage, if you will. And today mm. we're going to talk a little bit about the ethical dilemma of laboring women who are COVID positive, who want their uh, partners to be with them, specifically mm. COVID positive partners. Yeah. So when a mom comes in ill and we know that um, her partner is also ill. Yeah, so today it might feel like a little slap on the wrist <laughs> to you pregnant ladies and perhaps to some L&D nurses who are listening because I know we have some L&D nurses who listen to this podcast, but we need to say this and we, we're we not afraid to sound a little bit harsh on this subject. Yeah, so. I've been giving it a lot of thought and obviously taking care of COVID patients myself. Um, just... We're talking about what we'd like to do is offer our perspective. It's a difficult issue. I want to protect myself while simultaneously trying to help or protect my patients. But truly, my first priority is my own health. And if I'm ill, I'm not there for my patients. And as nurses drop, there's less, which is the, you know, one of the difficulties going on right now all over right. California and the country. As, as nurses get sicker and our ICU beds are filling, um, this is not over by any means because right. this vaccine is coming out. So I kind of wanted to talk about understanding that each person in the room with the COVID-positive laboring woman 
exponentially increases risk for other people that need to come into the room. Yeah. Well, first of all, so I haven't been at the hospital because I've been on maternity leave, but you have, and you've seen that there has been a surge in COVID positive pregnant women. Sure. Absolutely. And I, my best guess on this is that so when you're in your childbearing years, right, you're probably between the ages of 18 and well into your 40s, you kind of, you may think that you're kind of invincible. I know that a lot of pregnant women are like, don't want to be treated differently right. just because they're pregnant. Right. But you have to understand that being pregnant does weaken your immune system and you are in a vulnerable population. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually on the on the ACOG website, this is straight from the CDC, it says, um, given the growing evidence, CDC has included pregnancy as a factor that leads to increased risk for right. severe COVID-19 illness. So in other words, a pre-existing condition. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's right and along with diabetes, obesity, yeah. heart disease, and autoimmune disorders. So if you find so. yourself COVID positive when you get to the hospital, and I have to say, most people who come in and get tested are surprised to find out they're COVID positive unless they come wow. in febrile, not feeling well, and sure. any of the signs and symptoms related to the actual infection, um, yeah. the actual virus. So when then we start to have the uncomfortable conversation of your partner, and I want you to picture the room, everyone. Mm -hmm. I want moms and the public to picture a hospital room. And I want you to picture this is a specially equipped COVID positive room. And that has to do with how the air flows and how to keep us safe. The equipment in the room is sparse because we have to basically disinfect everything afterwards. And your nurse needs to go in and out of that room and fully don, and in the medical world that means put on, quite a lot of equipment to keep him or her safe, mm -hmm. go in, spend as little time as possible doing everything we can to make sure that you're safe and that we're still following policy and procedure and standard of care, and then go out into what we call an anteroom and doff, that means take off our goggles, face shields, mask, gowns, booties, gloves, and sometimes a papper. You've seen that on TV probably, an apparatus that goes fully over the head. It looks like a helmet. Mm -hmm. And then don and doff each time we go to the room. So when I go in, I want to accomplish as many tasks, as much emotional support. If I have to be in there for an hour, teaching, doing birth ball, helping. And if you have a partner that is with you that is COVID positive, then we're concerned about whether that person's health is going to deteriorate while they're there in the hospital in labor and delivery. Right. Yeah. And also, you don't want a sick partner trying to support you when you're in labor. It's not good for, for those sick people to be hanging out in the room while the nurses are coming in trying to limit their exposure and contaminating possibly the nurses and then the nurses going out and possibly contaminating other people. Yeah, it's kind of a tricky situation in talking to labor and delivery nurses um, and in 
my own hospital and in other hospitals throughout the city, because most of us labor and delivery nurses know nurses at other units. I know people literally at eight different hospitals in mm. Los Angeles, you know, just having spread out and going to, and plus traveling nurses. We have a lot of traveling nurses, which are great sources of information about how this works in other counties, other cities, mm. and other states throughout the United States. So we understand that our job is to make sure that we don't alienate and marginalize these pregnant women who are COVID sure. positive. We understand that they need to be fully emotionally supported, physically mm -hmm. supported, and that they deserve every bit of hands-on emotional support, physical support that we can give. We want to make sure that everybody understands that we are concentrating only on COVID-positive partners who um, are seemingly pretty desperate to stay with their partners and understanding that we don't think it's a great idea. Right. Yeah. And let alone like the possibility of infecting your baby that's about to be born. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know. mean, we understand that there's fear yeah. and anxiety and we want parents out there to understand that the nurses do have fear and anxiety as well. Yeah. We don't want to appear that we're rocks and that we're also oh self-sacrificing and that it's all good. We are also desperately trying to stay healthy yeah. so that we can go on taking care of the people that mm -hmm. we take care of. So we just would like partners to understand that the noise in our heads sometimes makes it harder to appear empathetic and focused and just consider this. Try to understand and try to see our perspective. I guess that's all we're asking. I know this is mm. a short one, but this keeps coming up. Yeah. So basically yeah. All, all we're saying is if if you get to the hospital, we do your COVID test, find out that you are positive. There's a high likelihood that your partner is positive too or even sick uh, we're probably going to ask your partner to leave or to consider going home. And, um, yeah, so we would ask that you understand that. And it sucks. Like It does, totally. I, you know, you don't want to be alone, but but also think of, of everybody that you could possibly be affecting. You know, I want to add something, Shana. This comes up a lot. And um, it comes up a lot from the doula community, which on the one hand, I absolutely understand the doula community's um, argument. Well, what's the point? They don't test the nurses, which is a bone of contention. I think it's wrong. I think that all hospitals should adopt the um, guidelines to test frequently registered nurses in the hospital, medical assistants, meaning in some hospitals, they're care partners, in some hospitals, they're certified nurses assistants, um, people that are in uh, patient, direct patient care, but especially nurses at the bedside, I believe they should be tested. Be that as it may, that is not the case. So, yes, we could be positive, non-symptomatic, asymptomatic um, caretakers. Even right. more, right? Even more mm -hmm. reason to do everything. That's why we wear our PPE when we have it. And we're really, really careful, really, really careful. 
So just keep in mind, we're there for you. We want to be there for you. We're asking for a significant soul searching. If you are the partner or family member of a COVID positive laboring woman and you're ill, when your nurse in any unit anywhere across the country asks you to consider going home, please try to see the big picture of what we're trying to accomplish. We are trying to minimize exposure from myself to the people I work with, those people and myself go home. We have families, we have partners, we have children, yep. we have parents, and it just sort of reverberates out from what I consider our ground zero, which is the bedside. Exactly. Huh. Well said, Liz. Thank you. Yeah. I think also I want to just say that we have a vaccine. I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Um, that does by no means allow everybody to take a sigh of relief and just go on as business as usual, folks. Exactly. This vaccine is new. There are going to be plenty of people who are immune compromised, who have pre-existing conditions, who are not going to be able to get vaccine vaccinated uh, at this time. Um, there's not going to be enough to vaccinate every American. Um, so wear mm -hmm. a face mask. Try to minimize your exposure to the outside world. Yeah, and remember that there are two doses. So even after the first dose, you're not a uh, super superwoman or superman. Right. <laughs> uh, you need two doses, but also, yeah, the CDC is recommending that you continue wearing masks, social distancing, because even if you are protected from COVID-19, you could still be a carrier and infect other people. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. So glad we're back. Yes. And, and we're going to uh, be recording a bunch more in the upcoming yeah, month. Excited. Yeah. I also had some other, uh, another question from one of my Instagram followers. So this oh, is yes. on my Instagram. Of course. Parented. And uh, I was just asking everybody, what other topics do you want us to talk about? And, uh, or any questions? And one person asked, uh, what do you think of traveling while pregnant? Mm -hmm. um, and so just to give like a, a longer explanation, I guess, mm -hmm. I'm first of all assuming this person is referring to traveling during the times of COVID because that's where the times that we're living right Absolutely. now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the, the like quick answer is don't travel while you're pregnant during COVID. Again, like we said, like your risk is higher um, for contracting COVID and um, and then traveling increases that risk too. But I don't want to tell you what to do or what not to do. Like if, if traveling means you get to see your family that you haven't seen in a year, um, you have to weigh the, the pros and the cons. You have to to see the risk and the benefit and, um, you know, think about how you can do that as safely as possible because God forbid something horrible happens to your family and you haven't seen them in a year or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, well, Shana told me not to travel. <laughs> I don't want right. to be that person. <laughs> so like, not. of course the easy answer is stay home, stay safe, wear your mask, social distance, but, um, but also everybody has their individual personal reasons for doing whatever they do. So 
yeah, weigh those weigh those risks and benefits carefully. I would like to just reiterate something that we talked about early on. Now, I believe that, you know, this is my agenda. I believe that it is Shana's also. This is the thing that I care most about. Um, and that is minimizing your time in the hospital, laboring moms. That means being induced for non-medical reasons should be reconsidered and weighing the risk benefit. Mm -hmm. Read all the literature that you can regarding being induced for non-cause, especially with a cervix that is unfavorable. We talked about that in our early podcasts. The more hours you spend in the hospital, the more exposure there is. So we love it when patients come in in rip-roaring labor. Mm -hmm. They deliver soon. They recover quicker and yep. they go home sooner and mm -hmm. less exposure means less exposure. Now, let's just put COVID aside for one second. I believe that that's the right thing to do as often as possible mm -hmm. in all areas of being in a hospital because let's face it, hospitals are gross. There's all kinds of viruses <laughs> so around. <laughs> and, uh, um, but especially now, try to go into labor Try to have these conversations, get really good evidence from your obstetrician or midwife of why you should be induced. Yes. And then if that's something that you fully believe is going to um, be necessary for the health of you or your baby, then absolutely 100% induction is the way to go. Mm -hmm. But if it isn't, I encourage you to hold out and wait for the natural onset of labor and let that cascade of hormones do what it does. Yeah. We'll talk about this more in our next episode, all about postpartum. So stay tuned for that episode, but we will, um, we will talk all about what to expect for postpartum, uh, how to have a quick recovery postpartum and all of this, uh, ties into it. So yeah. And what happens yeah. if you're COVID positive in postpartum? Right. I'm not going to yeah. touch on that too. Okay. Awesome. Exactly. Again, congratulations, Shana, and congratulations you. on your third baby. Oh my God. You go, girl. You're amazing <laughs> and you look amazing. Thanks. And bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Birth Nurses Podcast. If you enjoyed this, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can share this podcast with your pregnant friends or new moms. Secondly, you can write a review and rate us on iTunes. And thirdly, we would love if you would check out our Instagram accounts and websites. I'm on Instagram as Preparented and online www.preparented.com. And Liz is on Instagram as Birth Nurse Liz and her website is birthandbeyond.net. Thanks for listening.